Alright, on you're rolling. Hello I'll, everybody. I'll We're coming to you from an undisclosed location in a very interesting office. There is Cthulhu over there. There is a Roman Legion, I think, over there. And I hear the theme from Welcome Back Cotter for some reason here. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that, we have of course this is Rob, this is Zach, who's sort of an outsider here. And these I'm over in the different chair. We're okay. It's okay. This of course is Professor Frederick Dodolo and Michael Guzik, or what are you, father? Father, say hi, everybody. <laughs> hi, hi, everybody. Uh, yeah. I recently became a father, <laughs> and we were talking history and other things. So, just the old joke. Hey, <laughs> history, history. Now, one of the things is we all went to school together. And hello, Doc, Doctor Bain, Ma Harvey, wherever you are. There, there. Yeah, well, I think up there. Yeah, probably with her. She was a saint, especially dealing with us. Oh, yeah. But what do you, you two being educators, what do you see the difference between when we were in class and your students? Would you say there's a difference or yeah, not? Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I, I think there is. Uh, you know, aside from the generational stuff. I don't want to, get off my lawn. <laughs> well, I'm getting close to that point, right? But uh, just because, you know, I'm over 50 now. But uh, you know, sorry. No, you're not because I'm your same age. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it sucks. You know, knees went first. Yeah, that, well, I, I would say that there is, you know, definitely a, a, um, a experiential stuff. Like we were talking earlier, they seem to be more passive than we were. Uh, they also take things very literally. Like, you have to be careful what you tell them because they may, they, they don't see the subtleties. They don't see um, um, uh, uh, mean, deep meaning. They, 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 they want specific literal meanings. And I'm not like that way, so i got to be really careful. Well, one of the things that got me, I actually went to the post yeah. office one time, and I wanted an international reply coupon. So the person's a young person dealing with me, yeah. and she can't find it. I'm getting like, so I just said, I could see the writing on the wall. She turned She's around yeah. and looked at the wall. Yeah. Oh, seriously? Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, they're very literal. Yeah. And I, I would make jokes to younger people, and they would take them seriously. Yeah, it's tough to yeah. joke with them. Or they get really <laughs> offended over something. But there's a story, from Mike, yeah. that I still... It sticks out in my head. You were teaching about Sophie Scholl, and they couldn't grasp, like... The well, yeah, that was at a, a high school. Uh, but uh, I wanted to bring out this issue of moral, moral courage and, yeah. and standing for what you believe in and so forth. And they couldn't believe that someone would be willing to die for uh, an ideal. They... And I was that puzzled me because then what makes life worth living if all you're going to do is like get along and maybe like be worried about authority? And I really think it's this relationship with authority. I think the very condition to accept authority and to respond to authority and take the lead of authority, uh, which is why when I'm teaching at another undisclosed college, I never uh, <laughs> I, I never somewhere, I never, somewhere, be coming for us. somewhere east of here somewhere east of here. I never. I, I will ask a general question. I saw Fred do this today in class two, so we probably agree on this. I never call on people specifically because I don't want to train them right. to be obedient. I want them right. to be able to act out of their own agency and in their own liberty, uh, which makes class oftentimes like pulling teeth because yeah. I think, again, I, I, see, I, think my, I think the generation, I think they're pretty bright. You know, but I think they're 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 markedly unread in the sense that we were just talking about this before the podcast started. You know, uh, I try to make the point that data is not information, is not knowledge, is not wisdom, right? Um, a good priest thing to talk about. But uh, even reading the information, they're used to 140 character bytes. So I think 
you know, yeah. the the attention span is hard. So, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, how terrible they are, but they're meeting a, a whole host of problems that they have growing up with a cell phone stuck in their hand that we didn't, yeah. you know. I say a horrible thing. I'll be out to dinner sometimes or something. I will see young people. Oh, I'm dating myself again. Come on. <laughs> but I see young people. No, lie, lie, lie. Lies in history. But what I say, I, I will see young people there at the same table yeah, texting each other. Yeah. Oh, uh, great example. So uh, a couple examples. So usually when I walk into class, everyone is on their phone. And uh, I had this one student, God bless him, awesome guy. I won't mention his name, but awesome student. So he was reading a book. So I walked in. <laughs> he and they almost fell him, over. Did they look at him like he no, was some they, sort of No, because they, they, they weren't even paying attention. <laughs> who is this man who can summon so, lightning without flint or tinder? So I looked at him and I go, John, put that book away and get out your phone. <laughs> right? Because he is, you know, phenomenal. The other thing is, um, we were having a gaming class, right? And so in this, I broke them into teams, and you're supposed to strategize with your teammates and then come up with a, a move and write your moves down. Uh, well, they were strategizing with each other, and you, you, you pair off, right, next to each other on their phones. So it's not even like... You know, talking to each other, they're texting each other. So an amazing, you know, it's, so it's amazing. almost like if you don't send a message through a phone, it doesn't actually exist. And it's almost like the yeah. quick bite thing where you can't read, like, say, there's a book like over there that's like 600 pages. If it's not 60 words, yeah, it, somehow it's like they think they can crush it down. Like Aristotle, well, he was a philosopher who taught <laughs> Alexander the Great. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Summarize War and Peace in nine bullet points, please. Mm -hmm. no, he was, right. he was Shaquille O'Neal's nickname. Well, you know what, though? In that, too, we were thinking, Goose and I were talking earlier about, like, business and writing, and it seems like that's what, that's what even universities want. They want you to be able to just fire off the, the bullet that they want you to fire off, you know, the bullet point, the, the check the box, hit the skill you're trying to do, and and, you know, that becomes the marketable thing. I actually and thought I this is random, good. but I thought of Archimedes for some reason one time, and mm -hmm. I told somebody the difference, and I said, okay, people in those days weren't <laughs> stupid. Well, what happened right. these days, we have a thousand things going on. We're like, right. I'm looking at that, I'm looking at that, I keep looking at Cthulhu because I think he's going to turn me into a newt. Oh, he's but, the baby Cthulhu. Oh, so yeah, okay. he's fine. Yeah, he's, he's but Archimedes, for 30, 40 years, he would look at one thing. Yeah. Or they would look at this and go, why does this work? And they're trying to figure this yeah. all out. But you wouldn't have all these, it's like, oh, I'm looking at this, oh, my cell phone went off. Yeah, right. Or Socrates, you know, I I, I know I don't know, right? I mean, yeah, that, that idea. I love, that's still one of my favorite quotes ever, because I actually, Dr. Harmon used to get me, where if nobody else read it, he always said, Rob, did you read it? <laughs> it's like, and I'd be, oh, but like that, though. It, it, but these days, it's just everybody's distracted. There's no, there's no attention span. Somebody once asked, they said, if you could take a cell phone, a smartphone back to the 1940s, yeah. how would you explain it to somebody? And I think the sad part of it is, is I would have to explain it to somebody that in this device that fits in the palm of your hand, yeah. we have access to literally the wealth of information yeah. of the world, but we use it to look at pictures of cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But <laughs> it's, it's exactly like, what it yeah, is. You yeah, imagine yeah. World War II or something. Okay, here's my location. I'm checking in yeah. at this secret battle or something. Or, or Hitler has just checked in at secret bunker. Or how like, the uh, how the American gone. Revolution would have turned out if you know we just had three British generals who'd all text each other at the yeah. same time. Like, right. I'm heading to Philly. No, screw you. You got to come up. It's to, like don't know. go to Yorktown. Yeah, by exactly. The way. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that, that would be really just ridiculous. But it's, then again, like 
you know, I was talking earlier in, in my class, I'm like leadership counts, like interpersonal skills, uh, politicking, this is an art that is being lost, I think. Like this right. interpersonal. I, I think is, also is one of the things lost. for me is, that, again, I blame the news cycle. I think the problem we have 24 hours, 400. Yeah. So now we learn, you go online, what do you see? Important stories, and you see national inquirers yeah. become, no, hi, I, this is my cat from hell, or just something. No, you who celebrity idiots. Like this dating. morning, I go on Yahoo, and the first thing I see is, you know, oh, Kim Kardashian's greatest beach pictures. <laughs> I, I well yeah. okay I'll look but I don't care. Like, give me something about Russia or something. You know the midterm elections right. are coming up. There's wars everywhere. Right. Or you Mongolia. Know? I'm actually yeah. interested in Mongolia because it's such a weird country. I can never hear anything about it. They online. have great grills. Oh, and apparently Mongolian grills. Oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but what about your gaming class? How's that like? <laughs> yeah, it's actually um, well, it's pretty good. Well, well I, I think it's great, but you know, the administration is, is also thinks it's going to be great too. It's great. It's Not awesome. To it's great. Horn, it's great. But, um, but uh, well, this is an LC, so it's 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 a learning community. So we take um, two courses built around the same thing for first year students. So it's a modification of my history and gaming class and. So far, I think it's 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 good. I mean, we're teaching them how to write through the medium of history and war gaming. So, what forth. are some of the games that you're like interested well, in yeah, playing? I'm right? looking at those. Well, yeah. There. Well, um, for this class, we've got uh, we're going to be playing uh, three. So, first one's just a small little portfolio game. It's Caesar's Wars. It's about the Gallic Wars. Um, then there's two massive you know, sort of monster games. Uh, there's Pax Romana. Which uh, simulates the, uh, con you know, the the struggle for the Mediterranean after the fall of Alexander, and then the other one I don't have in my office right now is um, a Napoleonic War. Uh, Napoleonic War is called War and Peace, so the whole campaign game. Random thing too. Last yeah. book I read on Alexander the Great, they're theorizing he got poisoned by one of his generals, and it was arsenic poison. Yeah, that's I yeah, I heard that one too. I, I actually just. Um, a new biography had come out that I listened to actually on audio uh, Audible. Um, I'll go listen to a book. Well, you, you, well, my drive is how I do it. Yeah. Right? Well, that's, that's that, the, but and that's, the other thing too to, to get back to the information stuff is like I get a lot of my information from podcasts. Yeah, that's right? the just new, because it's you guys can take an, an an issue or take an and go in depth in it. Yeah. Whereas it's you know you're on Fox News or MSNBC, it's thirty seconds or maybe or a minute. The History Channel with about the latest UFO. Or oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm so, so disappointed. But by your their guy, channel. but what you guys do, this podcasting stuff is phenomenal because you, you know at least you listen to us. I do have a background in this stuff. Yeah, no, you I, can endorse it. A professor could endorse it. I was actually here. I wasn't drunk in class all the time. Uh, <laughs> Don't forget lightning. I was there too. Well, that <laughs> I was actually thinking of the thing about the phones. I remember a couple yeah. times at Doc's classes, I had to chew gum because I was drinking the night before, and I still <sighs> smelled vodka on yeah. my breath. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have no comments on any of this. You can't Sta get me now. And he got me. My one thing. Remember how Doctor Biskupski used to always give the quizzes? So right. I, one time, I just blanked on the Caligbrian Treaty, so I call it the Caligbrian Post Serial Act. That would be worth it. You'd probably appreciate that. I, I think. learned a yeah. lot from those, though. You'd yeah, actually yeah. learn. He was always shouted to Doc. He's always one of my mentors to this yeah. day. Yeah. yeah. Well, even, yeah, I mean, we're in the office, right? Yeah. This is, uh, we have your office. <laughs> yeah, we're sitting there. Actually, maybe while we're talking about old home week, we should take a moment and mention Jim Doyle. Yeah. Yes, Cap, yeah. we miss yeah. you, man. Yeah. Good and, man. uh, 
a good historian in his own right. I mean, yeah, getting exactly. into reenacting, and he started doing a lot of reading. And actually, you know, he died of cancer while I was off researching. Uh, but just before I left, he got me hooked into Firefly, yep. which was oh, awesome. But also we talked about, you know, he always loved history and we'd all gone on and we talked about him maybe going on and not doing a, a history of the Civil War, but history of reenacting, yeah. which would have been a Ooh, fascinating, yeah, actually, that would be was fascinating the, um, topic. Fisher, uh, we named a uh, uh, experiential um, award for undergraduate history major after Jim. So, you know, this idea of Engaging history as experience and living it, you know. One of the things I think too is a lot of people they don't read and they see from they take movies literally. Now when they try to do so-called historical movies, what would you say are some of the worst inaccuracies you've seen portrayed, or that even like we hear lies for history? William Wallace running in front of the troops yelling freedom. Yeah, (laughs) that's your big thing about Robert the Bruce being because. Yeah. In the movie, they have obviously every yeah. movie they have to have a yeah. villain, so they made Robert the, the Bruce, Bruce the, the villain. villain. But That's in crazy. reality, if you ask any Scottish yeah. historian, right. he it, was the hero. Right, right. right. exactly right. 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 My my my. my um, so I'm not an American historian by training. My European. So once in a while, one of my American colleagues go on sabbatical. I take over the American history class. So a couple, of, several years, many years ago. Um, in this class was being taught like 8.30 in the morning, and these kids showed up all the time. I was like, you guys are good to go. Hoorah. So um, I said, uh, as a break, I'll let you show, I'll show a movie. What movie do you want to see? The frickin' Patriot. And, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I, have, I sat through it. I was so upset by that movie. I had to do some research to write a paper to, like, correct the British military aspect of that that movie. Prof know. corrects the Patriots. It was just, it was just, I mean, I was, it was a great movie on a oorah type of kill them all sense. Fox sort of, and but, I admit but I don't from, know you know, or... But from, as a British, you know, no knowledge about British history and tactics and military, it was horrific. Oh, I know one of my little trivia bits, I think it's true, is that Washington had a dog named Cornwallis. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I read that yeah, in Richard Ellis's book, so it might be it true. Probably, yeah, I, I hope it would be. Like, I was just going to say that uh, Richard Ellis's a friend of mine and I just finished up reading His Excellency George Washington. Yeah, I think the fascinating thing about him is we know not much about his early years. Uh, Jefferson either. We don't no, really no, know. No, it's like from his childhood, we know obviously he was a kid because right. he became an adult, but we don't know much about well, it. Well, this is one I have to talk about because we have some divergent opinions on it. Dunkirk. I what did you think of the movie? You didn't like man. it, I remember. I didn't like Why it. Why not? Because it was more of a artistic expression oh, it, it, it was post it was postmodern narrative it yeah. was a fractured a fractured look and decidedly so that was not centered on the evacuation but centered on experience and interpretation yeah, it, and so you contrast the soldiers on the beach with the with the boiling um dying at the bottom of the boat yeah there was no um, sense that with movie. the crashed pilot right there well, was and, a, a, to be fair with with history movies you have to have that dramatic Oh, I, no problem. You know, yeah, exactly. Otherwise, right. you have a documentary. Exactly I've heard the right. criticism yeah, that it was only was so one-sided too, and it just focused on some of the, like that the pilot didn't really show anything about the Nazis. Well, or and that's else. what I liked. And somebody pointed it out to me that the Nazis were never—you never saw them. The details of their faces—they were the shapeless or the faceless, shapeless mass yeah. that came yeah. in at the end, which. 
I think probably was how a lot of the soldiers viewed I am sure, the Nazis at the time. Right. Was yeah, this exactly just a right. horde that was going yeah, to sitting overrun. Sitting on a beach but, waiting but to what, die. What's, think, what's, yeah. what's the, ex- the core experience of Dunkirk? Because movies, in a way, they're visual short stories. So you can't get into the historical complexity. So what, what theme do you want to tease out about Dunkirk? And I would say desperation. That's a good yeah. point. Right? Yeah, and, and, and in the movie Dunkirk that we're discussing, you don't feel that sense of des- desperation. It's more of a sense of angst or disappointment. There's this, this business. You only get snippets like when he's getting shot at by the machine gun in the beginning or what have you, or they're stuck in the hull of the ship. But that desperation doesn't come across not, not only for the soldiers on the beach, but when they're launching the ships to rescue them. It's not there. Yeah. Well, you said you like the bridge too far, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I I, a, I, I own a, it. So yeah, I mean, it's just uh, think about those those movies that came out with like late seventies, the midway, like Kelly's stuff, Heroes, like well, Kelly's, Kelly's Heroes. Heroes. Uh, my, my For dad, other reasons, whatsoever. My dad calls that <laughs> right. the perfect rainy Sunday afternoon yeah. horror movie. <laughs> Actually, that might yeah. have been early seventies. But. but you know, but you had these, uh, you know, they're epic, right? And so you got the sweep of things, but you also get the feeling that there's this. There's actual conflict in, with characters and individuals going on. I think there's something right? now, and it's like I don't want to get off like political too much, but there's like a oh, hatred Lord. of hero, heroism now in a way where they yeah. don't want to show valor, like with the military. Yeah, no, you know, but the military guys no. looked as like the steroided crackpot or the who's yeah. the villain now, like the crazy. Right. You know, loom like again. This. That's that's the postmodern uh, strategy, right? right. You it's like have our a, feelings. Uh, well, it's it's about wanting to. They're going to call it deconstruct the the trope of dichotomies, where you have hero villain, uh, victim victimizer. They want to quote unquote complicate this. So, if you're going to talk about a theme of desperation, you then by necessity have to have heroes and villains well, to overcome to succeed in the conflict. But if you're in this milieu. You're not That's a big word. fancy word, right? Yeah. Uh, postmodern stuff. Yeah. Um, but but you're not. But you're not going to. Yeah. But but if you want to avoid that, you can't. You can't tell. You can't tell that. Story. I had a moment. Okay, whatever right. anybody's view on was on the last election. There was a moment that got me about our country's in huge trouble. It was when after Trump won. They had a thing at U of R, and we could say that because we're. Oh yeah, that's a great school. You, where yeah. <laughs> oh okay yeah. <laughs> I went to grad school there for a while. Oh, yeah, it was before all that. But okay. what happened was. I heard all these so-called adults figure U of R is supposed to be so-called elite were having pet therapy, slinky therapy because yep. their candidate lost. Yeah. There was another one. It was, and I mean, obviously you can Google it because we're not slandering anything. It actually happened at the University of Michigan. They were having safe spaces and safe seminars yeah. with clay therapy at the law school. Not at oh. the undergraduate school. It was the University of Michigan Law School, and yeah. they took a lot of flack for that. Yeah, I want them. I'll, I'll and that's what I'm thinking. Lawyers, like, right? this is yeah. a person that yeah. could be defending me on a murder right. charge, yeah. and he needed clay therapy because of an election. That's my view on by the time you're in college, I would assume as a professor, you expect people to be kind of adults. Eh. You know, I would hope a little. I remember, like, one of the things I enjoyed Absolutely with Dr. No Harmon because of his <clears throat> military background, yeah. where he treated, like, that that was a little aspect of the military. We expect you better be on time. This is, like, your job. I would come in for extra work stuff, and he didn't treat you like a kid. You're supposed to do this. Well, you know, I think one of the issues, too, is, uh, hmm, how do I... Helicopter parenting? No, it's a helicopter administrating, right? You know, I, I think there's a, in higher ed, I think there's a tendency to not treat them as adults, but to treat them as 
kids. And so we got to hold their hands and we got to shepherd them from point A to point B. In a lot of ways, I think college is becoming an extension of high school. Well, I would hear like professors say to me, Dr. Bain would say, Dr. Scripps, you'd say, okay, the book's here. You're supposed to be up to here by then. When you yeah, say no, words, no, 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 that, that would never, never fly yeah, now. Never you fly. would have administrators losing their minds. Like, you know, it, it, it's the continuation of treating students as kids, not letting them grow up. And maybe that goes back to the earlier stuff where they've got this fear maybe of authority. They're just used to being led. And uh, I think that's being reinforced in the college. Does anybody get the importance yeah. of knowing history? Just the idea of there are people who literally, to us, I can't believe it, but they can't find anything on a map. They probably couldn't find Buffalo from here on a map. Oh, I've seen oh. Or they don't know their history at all. Like, when you teach, like, Napoleonic era, do they have any clue? Because no, sometimes I have to, I, I catch myself, like, I, I assume they know what I'm talking about. Like, just the basic knowledge before I can talk more advanced. And they don't. Oh, because like, I would I say, I, I remember I heard one time something about that where before, like, if we were reading, like, 30 yeah. years ago, you hear Plato. You know yeah, what it is? Yeah, you know exactly. Where now would say... Plato, a Greek philosopher, because nobody knows well, who he how is. How many people did we run across that thought Inglorious Bastards was real? Yeah, that was enough. We did. We I, knew. I, no, I'm not, I'm not really? even being facetious. Wow. I, I've talked wow. to several people that really thought that's how the war went. I mean, in fairness, like you know, when Gilligan's Island came out, there were people calling right. it to get they, right. there were people right, lost on the island. Too. Era. No, I think there is a different era. That was right. in a different era when belief was still suspended. Right. Okay. When you didn't have the internet to know that, oh, they were filming in some lagoon in right. California, <laughs> that they thought it was a legitimate thing. You know, much people like don't wrestling, realize. you know, back in the yeah. day, they thought it was real. Yeah. Where people don't realize, yeah. you can look back and go, okay, look at campaign ads from the 50s, same issues. Yeah. Go back, I, I mean, I'm one of those people, I think I'm trained like that, where, okay, you go back to World War One. Yeah, exactly. You can find the roots yep. centuries ago, yeah. and you can go, okay, this started because of this. These countries are like this. And I always say, people say we're like Rome. I think a lot we're like Austria-Hungary a lot with like the, the differences, the different... You know, yeah, balkanization the, yeah, and the... Yeah, that's no, the word, yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think there was a... And, and again, I, I sort of... It's educational, right? Our system is not really geared up. Like, how do you tell an administrator to assess that that type of analysis, right? Yeah. Administrator is not going to be able to... How do we assess... The other thing is... There's I no think check the block. There's no block to check there's there's nothing to assess and they they're big on assessing so that they can prove that they're well the other thing is yeah, i think people know. say i'm going to college i don't want to learn i just want a job and i try to point yeah, out one of the ideas of, co- of liberal arts history everything else is teaching you how to think and how that's going to help you in life no, no but they, that's not no they, they want what color vocational training and, by and, they, so do, and so do a lot of the administration we're talking to a lot of right we're talking right, co- so. higher education administration is not set up to foster that idea. It's set up to produce uh, someone with a skill that can then go out and get a job, right? See, I'm glad I wasn't a business major. Probably kind of would have been bored. But also, what I learned, is I tell people seriously, from poli-sci, history, everything else, yeah. is how to think exactly. in, any, right. in any situation. Right. How are your students in high school like that these days? Uh, they're similar. It's a, I, I agree with Fred. It's a generational, it's a generational issue. Uh, they like their phone. They like straightforward answers. They don't like gray. Black or white is important. And uh, if there's any uh, need for resolution, uh, they'll accept the authoritarian voice on that. So you as the teacher saying this is what happened, they'll accept that? Yeah. Yeah, and then, and then trying to get them to put together 
um, their own analysis is very difficult, right? Because they, they, they want the right, they want you to tell them the right answer so they can tell you back. Well, we did the scary thing in high school one time where I was in with my psych professor where it was a thing where I was going to pretend my pen ran out and I just tapped my pen on the desk <laughs> and I'm supposed to ask somebody if they have a pen and he's going to go berserk on me. Just like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, right. he's going like, and literally, no, but one person, one of my friends was just started going like, Liam, what are you doing? But everybody else would have just, it's like the old story about tyrannies and everything. Nobody and, does anything. And what you were saying about how they don't like gray, well, that's a problem because, especially <laughs> that's, that's in history, most, that's most of the it's all a gray area. <laughs> it's all pretty gray, yeah. What's yeah. The, old, the old adage? You can yeah. ask 10 historians the same question, get 10 different exactly. answers right. about right. the exact yeah. same right. event. Exactly, exactly right. It's interpretation, it's cool. argumentation. But one thing, since we have all of you here, because we care about books, have you seen, oh, yes. like, for in terms of literature, what is going around now? Number one, well, actually, it's what I want to talk about first. Literate, like, what have you read lately that's been good? This is very impolitical, but I just finished I don't Mike Hoare's um, Mercenary in Africa, and he was he went he, he's the the foundation for the Wild Geese um, uh, movie. He was a mercenary who fought uh, Congolese communists in you know 1964, and it was a fascinating look at his battle history and he was an incredibly honest writer like things he did right things he did wrong um so i, I found that fascinating very very insightful on also military leadership well i call the, the but, i use the term now the arrogance of ignorance a lot like yeah. for example like with guns other things like that i think would you like somebody would say to you about oh i know all about the military even though they never did but you've been involved with it you want to talk a little about that? Because I'm very fascinated by the uh, military. My old family's been in it. Like what? What? Uh, Just in terms of like, what does that bring to you? What is that? What do you I think? Well, I, I, yeah, I think the military, you know, the Marines, because it's not the it's the military, yeah. the Marines. I think first off, it 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 this idea of leadership. I think we crave leadership as a as a people, and I think leaders are incredibly important and. And we, as a society, or as an elite, we don't, we don't value leadership, and so as a result, we get leaders who are just piss poor, right? And and whether it's corporate, whether it's it's anything, it's anything. Or, it can go all the way down you know, to you know a boy scout yeah, troop leader. It, it, so if you get someone who's a good leader of people, who can who understands human nature and can get people to uh, focus on a mission. That's a that's a huge asset. And I think, but you also then have to know what the mission is. Yeah, I know yeah. what the mission is, right? right. But you know, again, I, I was a staff NCO, so my job was really to look after the Marines. And my theory is, and, and you know, officers are going to flip this around. But my theory is, if you look after your personnel, they're going to perform the mission. One of the things and, we like to do too is take whatever your profession is and ask: Is there any movie or book that really depicts that? really well do you think as somebody who's done it where you go that's how it was and you read it and go wow that's how it was well i think this mike Hor book was i mean he was a, it's a, he's a mercenary right yeah. so we we've got all sorts of bad notions about that but you know he's not going to be fighting for the communists he's fighting for the congolese right? i used to read soldier fortune magazine well you know so yeah in a way you would the, see these guys yeah. advertise yeah, yeah it, well it, it, you know he it was about Knowing his men and 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 working, it was fascinating because he had like some South Africans part of his mercenary company, and they were serving in the Congolese army, so they're serving with 
of black Africans, and they're bleeding for each other, right? I mean, this, there's this, and there's other scene in the book where um, they just liberated a town from uh, Congolese rebels, and they're trying to load uh, Congolese nuns onto a truck, but the truck's too high. So he, he said, you know, white South Africans got on their hands and knees so that the black sisters could step on them to get into the truck. And I thought, that what an amazing figure, picture that That's was. like his grandfather was yeah. in the Navy. I never even knew about the, what's the thing with the, the tags? Yeah, yeah, the dog tag. Um, oh. Actually, my grandfather, who's actually on his way up here right now as we record this for a visit with my dad, was in the Navy in World War II, was part of the... Uh, task force that captured u505 oh wow a couple days oh, before yeah. d-day but we were at a shooting range in middle of nowhere pennsylvania and these guys come up and they look at my grandfather he said sir you're about look about that age were you in the service and he said yeah i was in world war ii he said well my son's a collector of military you know militarania or antiquities <clears throat> and he said his most prized possession is the round naval dog tags and i was like Hey, hey, Pep, I didn't, are your dog tags around? Well, hang on, let me check. He still had them. He pulls wow. out his wallet. Wow. F- digging through it, and he pulls out his round naval dog tag. It's like, why do you have that? It's a, they said never be without it. Rough. I was yeah, like, awesome. I was yeah. like, Pep, the war ended 70-some-odd years yeah. ago. I think you're... Uh, he's still a sailor, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, he's always been clean-shaven because when he got on board his ship in, I think, 1943, the yeah. captain came over and said, son, does that wipe off with a rag? He said, no, sir, then I suggest you buy a razor. And he's been wow. clean-shaven ever, ever since. Shaves every morning. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, you... We don't have that anymore. No, my dad was, yeah. he was in post-war Japan. Yeah. He was stationed over there, and he said they still, he would have, he said the Japanese didn't like us very much, but he said they would have snipers. They literally have to watch out for snipers shooting at him. Still, didn't think the war was over, didn't care. And I never knew this. It's like a trivial thing. When you had old tanks, you drove them into the ocean. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. You said, yeah, what would you do with the old tanks? And I said, how did she drown? It's like, well, you had to jump out. It's like, oh, great. I, I know I would have been dead then. It's like killed an action. No, no snorkels. Well, killed being an idiot. Well, yeah, and I asked him, I said, what did you do with all the excess ammunition? Shot it in the ocean. We had to get rid of yeah. it or else the budget would be screwed up. So you had to get rid of everything and you had. And I think had, these so are things that are lost from these the generations yeah. where yeah, people no, don't I'm... appreciate the laugh at what sacrifice? Why do we do that? Right? Yeah. And to go back yeah. to you, why would people die for a co- You know, they can't fathom people dying for a cause. Do they not know the history of the United States, the right. country that we live in? Yeah. We had people, farmers and fishermen and merchants that were willing to die to get rid of the British. Yeah. I mean, what, that's the ultimate dying for one the cause. Of the, one of the, not to, you know, to sort of resurrect the, the, the younger generation. I mean, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these millennials are fighting these wars that are 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 dislocated from the rest of society. Right? We don't we don't identify with the wars they're fighting. It's you know it's a background thing, but they're showing up to fight these wars. Well, what um, I, don't, I don't like is just the hatred of this country by people here. They don't realize other countries. I studied the Soviet cool. Union, and I'll oh communism was a bit. I have I've studied this yeah. for how many years. I always say they should take people, anybody, have them live in the countries like that they say are yeah. so great. Like, go live in North Korea, go live in the Soviet Union. No, thank you. You, know, you come back here and go, when I went to Russia, I was like, thank God for America. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't I even like have to here. go to, 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 to there. I mean, go to Western Europe. 
right? Yeah. No. It's, it's, a, it's a fundamentally they're different They're not as free as they want us to believe no, they are. They're not. Right. Neil Gaiman, the writer, said that he moved to Minnesota, and he said, you would be... You don't appreciate your freedoms till you lose them. You think Britain's free? No, no. Censorship and everything else. Well, or leave New York, right? Leave New York State. Go go down south. Go down south. Go to Texas. Go to, or 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 you know, go to California. Oh my! Right, and see how a place that is governed basically without a constitution or or our constitution is. I mean, this is a these are dangerous developments, right? Yeah, people just don't get that. Though. No. That's what I mean about the ignorance about it. And I think they're spoon-fed information. Yep. And I was so divert. Like before, I think I would look at politics and try to look at the candidates. Now, people, you're—it's like pro wrestling. Right. You're the heel. Right. I hate you. You're not only your policies aren't only bad. You're evil. Right. That's the that that yeah. is you know, that is the, the distinction. And it's funny. Like I, so I went to grad school in the '90s, and a lot of this garbage was sort of bandied about in seminar rooms and you would laugh at it and think well this is crazy well then you know 25 years later it's now moved from it's the standard it's now the standard well, back right? in our yeah. day so it was the extreme that was extreme but now it's you know back that's in our dangerous. day i don't remember a lot of that nonsense going around here when we were in school here no i mean we were very political right or at least mine we used to have conversations and maybe even screaming conversations about politics right but then but we never thought the other guy was evil. I can admit right? it. I, 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 I will it was admit just the this guy one. you didn't like as much as the other guy. I will admit this one for the ages. It, it doesn't bear on what I am now, which is probably Church of Monty Python like Mike. <laughs> but I was in the college Republicans, and it was during the right. Bush Dukakis election. I was really good friends with the head of college Democrats. We right. would go out together. We, right. Would, right. we would never have anything. And Dr. Harmon one time said, even at the election, he said, whoever wins... The world's not going to end. The country, exactly whereas right. now the, the world's over. You're right. Every election is the election, right? This it, is, it's the apocalypse. It's the, the apocalypse. most important exactly. election yeah. in the past four years. Well, yeah, because it's the only election <laughs> yeah. in the Actually, past four years. Actually, when I went years. to grad schools, when I started noticing all the crazy stuff, and yeah. like all the weird, and I used to love to correct political correctness when they'd screw up some term or, oh, you know, there's a lot of examples of that, just where the, this is a stupid And then I term. like to take it to an extreme just to see if I can get people to believe it. It's like, well, we don't accept that term anymore. Well, hillbillies like to be called sons of the soil now, you know. <laughs> I want to see if they'll catch on eventually. Yeah, right, there was some, there's these one letters, there was somebody at Harvard, it was about having sex with the sheep, and somebody's like, I, I'm for you, I, you're alternative. Yeah. Okay, there's different lifestyles, and there's being nuts. That's just bad. Yeah, there's... <laughs> That was that was good. That yeah. was, and that I have to have good. another point too to bring it up. You had to make that kind of oh, joke. I, I think there's a war on religion these days too. Where before yeah. it's always bad. Like if yeah. you're a Jesuit or whatever else, it's like. And what have you learned from doing that? Uh, I remember when you went into it. No, but that wow, was, yeah, uh, that's uh, well, yeah. Uh, here, well, you think Bujinkan? I'll explain that a little bit. Did oh, you think okay, Bujinkan? yeah, I did. Um, yeah, so Our I always priests. wanted to be a Jedi Knight, so I joined. A, I joined a religious order and took martial arts. Because I remember that when you said <laughs> yeah, that, I was like, oh, so we have our warrior priest here. Yeah, yeah, hoorah! Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's um, catching on. No, it's. I think. I think the society, uh, the religious order I'm in, is is really very diverse in the mm-hmm. sense that you have really gradations and you have people that are really enamored with, with newer theories and and I think that's maybe the Jesuit uh, Achilles heel. Well, I think there's the there's thing there's a like sense a... of wanting to be overly connected and then there's a reaction so you have people then um, 
it can be very philosophically divided. Well, so know, I'm like, kind of used to a situation. I know, the like, last from going to Catholic schools, and my friends mm-hmm. would say, "Whatever you said, we got a good education." And I have to admit, right. I see some. I'm right. a snoot about that sometimes. I see some friends who went to public schools. I remember one going to a public school at the same time, talking history. We had done this stuff two years yeah. before they did. And I think right. there's a war on faith now sometimes. No, I think you're absolutely evil. right. Uh, well, you know, yeah. if, if truth is, if, if there's nothing truthful, if there's nothing, if there's no moral standard, or we don't want a moral standard, you got to get rid of those religions that, that, that demand strictness. And I think well, there is a natural discipline. law out there where things are the way they are in some ways, and that... Yeah. Things are this way, and there there should be standards. If we don't have standards, you know, here I'll give you five dollars. Pay me back. <laughs> no, but I think he a just lot gave of it. the finger for all our listeners. There you are. Yeah, this. Oh, but, I like that. Oh, one. that one better. Yeah. That one's a better one. You do yeah. know that one. Yeah, now, most exactly of these people right. out here will know it's a guy piece. No, no, not quite. <laughs> no, but I think in some ways that uh, with this idea that um, sort of science and business, where it's a quantitative. A pursuit that that yields knowledge everything else uh i yeah. think the general opinion is that it's it's opinion right and so it's it's not valued and so i think with that uh unless you have like an empirical basis for your knowledge it's disregarded and i think that's where you get the whole thing about i'm spiritual but not religious i think there's and part of that cynicism i think there are a lot you know the high amount of broken families divorces so forth mm-hmm. There, there's in some ways a, a cynicism and then a lack of uh, clarity and thought in which then trying to sort out philosophically, you know, qualitative questions, I think, I think becomes really problematic. And I think that's, again, appealing back to the idea that they like black and white, that, you know, either the math cranks out, you know, and you acquire the company or the math doesn't crank out and you sell, right? Or however well, that all, all that works. I, I and I think that's the, that's the over... I, think I actually read Commonweal all the time just for Father Newhouse's oh, wow, letters. Yeah. And I always thought those were very... But the thing is, I think you just said it right there. With most people, they have opinions. And if you go, you back that up for me? Well, it's because no. I feel it. Right. I feel right. it. Right. Right. It's like, well, that's Back my... it up. Well, I don't care what you feel. The, the sun's out. No, it's well, not. Even you, see it, it. you see it in papers, too, where uh, there's just assertions. Right and 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 trying to get them con- trying to get evidence for those assertions right. is very di- or evidence that or contrarily or, they're lost in the details and aren't able right, to synthesize a, a, a larger issue right right well there was one what was that woman who claimed she was black because she felt she was black she was oh she, I can't remember her name but she was actually the head of the NAACP oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah yeah you know but, I'm sorry but the white woman well I mean same thing with, with ideas like gender and I mean. I mean, I don't know. There's, there's not a lot of fluidity here, right? No, but when you're talking about like relative epistemology yeah. and the idea of construction of identity, construction of then the external world, uh, there isn't a basis, right? right. You know, like so. yeah, I'm purple and I can fly, so I'm gonna go jump off the steeple. He's blue, actually. I, I, I really want to start identifying as a millionaire and walk into banks yeah. and see if they'll give me money. Yeah. I've I mean, said that myself. Well, because I identify, well, I identify as being rich. Pay me. Yeah. So where's right. my where's my money? One of the things if, I want to talk about. You're a whiskey man. Oh yeah, let's bourbon. Bourbon. Let's talk. What what are you rolling on now? I like bullet. Yeah, you know what? That is. I wish it wasn't so pricey up here. It is, and and uh, uh, bullet rye is a go-to for me. Yeah, I'm a bullet drinker. Although Knob Creek is good, um, but uh, I started with JD. Do you ever have the whiskey trail? 
No, I was say my mom lives tell in, about my mom lives in Nashville, so I go buy it. But, tell them about but it. But usually I'm going to Nashville when I have to go buy it. I'm like, eh, I'll get this it later. Kentucky, Wardrobe. Kentucky. Yeah, Wardrobe. Tell them yeah, about it just a little. I mean, we hit, um, a couple years ago, we went, we stayed, and I'm not making this up, it actually might exist on a map. The town we stayed in was called Baghdad, Kentucky. I think you're right. Actually, it's this right. tiny, unincorporated yeah, right. little town. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. There is a, And it was probably about equidistant from the big cities, Louisville, Bardstown. Yeah. So we went to a couple different distilleries. Uh, we saw, oh, God, we went to Wild Turkey. We went to, what was the one that had the flame tornado? Oh. You remember? Because it was the week before we went there. They're, oh, God. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Was that Maker's, Maker's Mark or... No, that's not ringing a no, bell. No, it was um, a maker's mark. Well, I anyway, remember I, Buffalo Trace, too. Yeah, we were oh, at Buffalo, Buffalo. We were at Buffalo Trace. Trace. Oh, that yeah, was one of the best tours. Do you have a phenomenal. favorite, favorite bourbon? Or, yeah, whiskey or anything. Because I remember favorite, Scotch in the day. Yeah, it was still Scotch. Uh, oh, Scotch. I'm, I, I oscillate. Right I now, it just it. happens to be, I generally like uh, single malts, but right now, it's a blend. It's Johnny Black. Well, See, just a little bit of water. Blue, have you tried the blue? I have, you know, but... Um, I'm not going to pay that much. That's the thing. I'm not going to pay it, but <laughs> if I could, I would. But the, the Johnny uh, Platinum. Uh, I like that as a blend. You know, uh, there's a, was it Wild Turkey Reserve? Yeah, I like Wild Turkey. Holy I admit that. Crap, that was phenomenal. Now, one of the stuff. ones you have to check out if you ever had the Japanese ones. Oh, the Japanese Scotch-style Scotch whiskey, because they right. can't legally call them Scotches. Right. They win international scotch awards yeah. and the scottish are angry and they're pissed off it's like yeah. make better scotch and then the japanese won't be beating you <laughs> right I, what was the one that was cheap get on the too? game man god i can't even remember the name of it but i had it and it was i think maybe 50 bucks a bottle 60 bucks a bottle even with import right. it was delightful i like wild turkey i admit that I used yeah to, you know jd yeah. I, I, I i love jack daniels even though there's that whole well is it actually a bourbon blah 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 but it just it, it it gets the job done. it gets the job done you, you know, know the, jd know? with a nice cigar well, i mean you can't it, yeah. well, that was an another thing, thing pipes now all of you are into pipes what's this but tell us about these because zach actually wants to be one of these guys who has a pipe in the end i want one with the bowl the size of a rowboat that i have to have a but what are some a dedicated pipe. Well, you know what's interesting though is like uh, the older pipes, the bowls are actually much smaller yeah. than the present day stuff. It's weird. You look at the old ones; they're tiny little yeah. things. But now the big ones have the big, These massive bowls. Yeah. I think it's the old meerschaum style. But they're even very a regular, but even a regular like b b billard now is. But what about the tobacco? You have to tell that story. Well, there's what's lots there? of stories. Lot of, no, but like, you said shit. about the pipe with tobacco, uh, Heather's. Oh yeah. So hi, um, Heather. Well. Yeah, um, so my cousin has his great uncles, my great uncles too, as it turns out. Cause as it turns great. out, yeah. no, his grandfather. Yeah, Oops, six sorry, degrees of separation. Fred and I and I have known each other since well, since we were young yeah, striplings. For, so it turns out, like thirty-five years ago, because he's now I'm only over fifty. <laughs> We're going to have to run this one and all. So I ended up meeting this, uh, Heather. Hello, Heather. And the Heather asked me a question on Facebook. How do you know Freddie? And it turns out she's married to his cousin. Yeah, Jimmy. Jeffrey. Oh. <laughs> no, Jimmy's the brother, my other cousin. <laughs> you see, I, I can't too, follow no, this. No, no. Yeah, I'm lost. We've got a lot of cousins. The pipe story. Yeah. Well, the pipe story. So, you know, Jeff has got my great uncle, his grandfather's old pipes. And, uh, you know, but the bowls on those things are a lot smaller. But anyway, so I, I, if Jeff, if you want, I'll be happy to give you the, the tobaccos that I, that Uncle Nashi probably smoked. 
But uh, again, I mean, tobacco use is like verboten now. So yeah. Well, and the one thing I always found out, somebody told me, and then I believed it: the better a pipe tobacco smells, the worse it tastes. Yeah. Well, there's the aromatic well, stuff. Well, it right? depends. And then right, yeah. like, a For lot the most of part, the aromatics stuff, are horrible. Right. Well, yeah. it depends, right? So like. Well, the ones you're going to go down and buy in your local, uh, on yeah. your and your like Rite Aid or Walgreens, absolutely, no. absolutely, right. because it's just sprayed on chemical stuff. But, yeah. But if you go to a blender, like. Uh, uh, Are you allowed to advertise? Sure, go on. Smoking smoking pipe stock.com has got a lot of good blended. We'll We'll send you some cigars. Well, I think you you should because now they got a cigar. They sell cigars now off there. But you've got me hooked on the pipe tobacco. But 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 there are some good aromatics, and it depends on how they make it. Right, if they're spraying on artificial crap, that's going to be hard. Well, my dad was a Captain Black man. I remember the smell was like whoa. (laughs) Yeah, there's some if they like soak it. This was back in in the day too. I used to go to yeah. My dad would give me the money. Yeah, then but even most tobaccos will have like a, a. uh, some type of casing, right? They'll drag the tobacco through some natural uh, flavor, yeah. right? That's that's fine, and I, and I don't mind those, but you could have an English, which is sort of natural blend of different tobaccos, oh, but I also enjoy uh, I also enjoy good aromatic. Okay. I had a friend's grandfather, what he would do, we'd get the tobacco, put apple slices in it, pour whiskey on yeah, it, right. yeah. but my right. dad, one, one of how different the day was when I was a kid, my dad would give me money. I'd go to convenient. I would buy the tobacco for him. They wouldn't say a word. Oh, back in the well, day, because they knew who we exactly were. Right. Like, oh, yeah, he's getting it for his dad. He's yeah. fine. Right. You know? Well, you know, the, to, to bring bourbon into this, because yeah. we, uh, we should, is um, <laughs> clean your pipes out with bourbon. Really? Yeah. So when you so after you smoke, or even if you're going to do a deep clean, you know, get that bourbon, pour it into the bowl, slosh it up the stem, and empty it out. And the bourbon becomes infused. Inside oh, the wood, I remember the pipe, the pipe things. I like that. Yeah. That's well, pipe cleaners are good because you could also use them on firearms. But oh, how's that go? I don't know. Apparently, I, I don't know. Know. we've all yeah. seen the movies. We know yeah. how that goes. Oh, I didn't know that one. Oh, no, geez, you can clean, but we, you know, we don't. We're in New York State, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're almost as bad as California. Almost. Yeah, you heard in New York State. I guess when Guns and Roses played here, they half the band could be here. <laughs> well, actually, speaking of that, on the Bourbon Trail, we went to Four Roses. You know, back in the day, Four Roses always had this... Wow, what's the... I like Four Roses. That's a good mixer. Well, well, they always had this reputation for being a subpar brand. They were recently, at the time, they had just been bought by a Japanese company, uh, the same people that own uh, Kirinikiban, the Mm. beer. They bought Four Roses. And they're, for some reason, the Japanese love the lower quality American whiskeys. So they shipped all that over to Japan and left the good stuff in the U.S. So now, if you see, um, oh, that's I, like Four Roses single sense. barrel is really yeah. good. That's one question I'm going to ask. It's just so random. Why would they take the bad? But oh, that's what they want. Question, a drinking yeah. question. What's the one brand like for me? It would be Wild Turkey, where people go, "Oh, that's horrible," but you think's really good. JD, I, I, I think that's. I mean, it's Sinatra's favorite drink. No, but here's the thing, too. It's even good to the pipe smoking thing. Because, like, with pipe smoking, there's kind of snobbery with it, right? So, like, like, you know, my tamper is the, you know, something I bought, you know, a 95-cent damper, right? It's got the multi-do thing. And I use my thumb. Yeah, exactly right. So, (laughs) it's not exactly, you know, so so it's the same type of mentality, right? And it's not, right? These things are meant to be enjoyed, right? So, you know... Right, I mean, our latest business with the pipe tobacco being Tolkien fans and Lord of the Ring, mm-hmm. Rings, for the last six months, we've been 
thinking, okay, so Aragorn is sitting in the in the uh, prancing pony smoking this. We wonder. So we buy two or three tins, and we kind of figure out what er, the kind of tobacco Aragorn yeah, might smoke. Yeah, like, we're going through because Tolkien never gives you a, a, a definite description of it, right? They're just say robust tobaccos or so forth. So. Um, like we you know, like so, out. like old Toby yeah. is not the same as South Farthing. So probably old Toby's a little rougher. So we've been trying to figure out, okay, what would old Toby be like? And we try a and few it, tins. Wasn't Tolkien an wasn't an allegory about World War One in a lot of ways? In a lot of ways, right? Well, it was also experiential what he went through. Right. Yeah, right. Right. right, because of yeah. uh, being an officer in the Battle of the Somme. But he smoked a pipe, and uh, uh, he himself. Uh, didn't really wanted to include that in terms of the Hobbit culture, but didn't really get too specific. <laughs> other than there are these different tobaccos, so we've spent the last what six months anyway, yeah, trying to experiment just trying to figure bit. out. Okay, yeah. if it's we wanted to come up with a South Farthing, what would it be? Right. Yeah. Right. So it, it's been really fun. It's awesome. And when you and when you find it, market it, and you will be rich. Send us. Well, well, you know, yeah. a lot, a lot, a lot of, of, a, lot of pi- a lot, yeah. a lot of pipe, uh, a lot of tobacco companies will do that. I mean, I will. Um, you know, but, but beyond that, so it'll be like Smog or Frogmorton and so forth, and people buy them, and then you read the reviews, and it's not worth it. Yeah. I think you, you experiment with the different styles and the different blends, and you smoke what you enjoy. Yeah. But, Rob, I you think know. you might enjoy pipe. Yeah. I think it would, I think a pipe yeah. would suit you. I yeah. think it would. Yeah. I think so, too. Why because, not? Then, because then you can point as you talk. And I'm well, yeah, I can see you with a pipe too. Oh, yeah, definitely, vapes, right? Like, right. You'd, yes, got, you'd have the, you'd have the, yeah, cur- you'd have the curve billiard. No, yeah, that's what I mean. I want to right. curve down so, to the point where I have to stand on a ladder. Like those big I need a hand He does a story. He made Haiti smoke a pipe in one of the stories he wrote. Doing just some fun writing. Yeah, totally. And I always said, and this is what I would do. It's like. Yeah. Like, no, no, this is my after-dinner pipe. I can see I it sitting around with pipes and whiskey. Pipe. Exactly. Yeah, well, there's definitely, there, you're exactly right. There's, I saw on Goose earlier, um, you know, I've been duck hunting, and, and, and I took the wrong pipe. I sort of took the wrong pipe, and I took the wrong tobacco for where I should have yeah, been, right? because there is it's a, a difference. It's a setting. You're, you're absolutely right. You know, it's, yeah. the, it's yeah. the, my reading pipe. You don't want something cumbersome right. because you're handling a book, so you want it more compact. A, yeah. So to go full circle and sort of wrap this up, it's been lots of fun. It's oh, great yeah. seeing We're going to have to do yeah, this one again. Yeah. But one of the things I want to so say is, okay, now I'm going to play stupid students, so... Well, Finland's over by Milwaukee, isn't it? Uh, why should I study history? What's the importance of it? Why are we? Why have we lost this these days? And I think we have. We've lost yeah, we the have, ability yeah. to think. I can. I can give you two. But reasons. say somebody said to you, well, "How am I going to get a job? How am yeah. I going? I have to go oh, study some crap." That's the same. That yeah. We yeah. That, that no, that's that's yeah. the fight. Two reasons. One, history practically teaches you how to uh, analyze information. You have to distinguish data and information, and then analyze it. Uh, then communicate it effectively. So there are all of those practical, say, white-collar skills that are important. But I would say beyond that, right, we can classify it as a social science or a humanity, and it's one of the historiographical fights. But no matter how you want to conceive of history, what it does is it analyzes the human condition. And what it does is it takes us and forces us to think about the world in which we live and the world which we've built. And we have to ask ourselves, are we satisfied with what we've built or are we unsatisfied with what we're built? And if that's the case, then what are some some issues or some strategies then to at least have some sort of human effect inside of that world? And that for me then is the deeper importance um, for the fact that um, oftentimes in history, uh, in terms of that world analysis, even if we're looking at the past, in some ways 
it's a reflexive uh, experience where we learn as much about ourselves in the experience as we are in terms of, of learning the past. So I think it's actually a very rich human endeavor, and the least useful aspects are the ones that most people value, which are, are, yep. the, are the actual writing well, skills. I, I, I could say one of the yeah. things, we have, like I've dealt with corporate types, a lot of, I'm amazed, how I have to say it, how stupid they are. They just can't think. And you two, one other thing I just wanted to touch on, is you two give lectures about stuff everywhere. Is there anything you could point to where you gave like a speech somewhere or anything? Just for the hell of it, just because... I thought, uh, did she just give one in England? I oh, thought about yeah, the Middle like East. Like a conference. Anything, so like conferences. A conference. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, as academic historians, we go to conferences. Yeah. So right. uh, I was at a conference in, uh, in Liverpool. Did you ever get protesters? No, no. Uh, not, it's not like that. It's just it's you're, like, part of a, you're part of a panel. Yeah. Um, but back to this point about history, I think yeah. it provides depth. And, yeah. and, and we, don't, we lack that as a society as a, as a, for whatever reason. I mean, we don't, we don't have... The ability to, to 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 place ourselves on a timeline to think outside of our little right. existence and yeah. and you know as an historian um, yeah. you have literally thousands of years of yeah. of human <laughs> endeavor to oh it's Buffy right yeah. you gotta be in there <laughs> you know she's the monster book's important yeah. right and she's yeah. right between uh, you know the Royal Navy and uh, you know uh, Heart of Darkness right? <laughs> it's like my it's like my collected philosophy with my three right. stooges collected you set. got to right you gotta have little stuff in here so yeah. like my but, I got my goblin but I that tangent go on alright so whatever no but but I but, but I, in you know 5,000 years of history there's a lot of human lives a lot of experience and we're part of that and, and going forward too we're in this time stream 500 years from now, 1,000 years from now, um, these people are going to be living in the world that we shape, right? So, yeah. And that's the one thing I heard from one of my dear friends who owned a comic book store. He's talking about an employee, and he said, it's a good kid and everything. They have no intellectual curiosity. Whereas, like, I'm looking at all these books. Going, okay, yeah, I own that. How I own that. How can I that one I want. Uh, off with, like, three of them? And, right. and it happens. Yeah. <laughs> right. The one thing, because there's always that old adage, those who don't study history are doomed to repeat it. Yeah. But really... Like Especially you were, if you fail class. Well, you yeah. But like you were saying, the world we live in now is a product of what has happened before yeah. us. So if you really don't understand where we came from, you don't fully get yeah. why we're in the exactly. situation and now. I hate, like, when every, every bad guy is Hitler now, and I'll point out, you oh, don't know. Oh, my God. I'm that, just so I'm sorry, sick yeah. of, right. this is not Hitler. It's like, this is not, <laughs> no, you're Hitler. And that's, yeah. that's like the end-all, be-all argument. Oh, you disagree with me? Well, you're you're Hitler. Yeah. No. Yeah. They know nothing. No, he was, he was dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. But this, this guy's an idiot. He was yeah. dangerous. <laughs> But this has been great seeing you guys. Oh, yeah, I know that was a yeah. Unfortunately, hope, we are history. I hope it's interesting for you. Oh, for you. it was interesting. Except, yeah. except, of course, you have a professor who's teaching who lies about my age. <laughs> yeah, he's thirty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Although you know what's weird uh -oh. is, like intellectually, I know you know, but I feel like I think to my my father's generation, like fifty or my grandfather, yeah. like fifty. Oh my god! But I don't know. You know don't feel like that. Well, well how was yeah. I? What would you say? You could be honest, but what did you think I was like in school here? Yeah, basically the same. We were all geeks. We're all yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. much. I mean, yeah. <laughs> just remember the old Groucho Marx adage: "You're only as young as the woman you feel." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna watch that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, both, still, we both I get in trouble for that. Yeah. <laughs> I see the importance of this piece. I still look at our professors as my mentors. Yeah, oh, no, I, exactly. I do. Absolutely. I still talk absolutely. about them, respect absolutely. them, and I still will yeah. call them doctor. 
I still will not call them by their. Yeah, first it's name. tough. Like to get my student, like my former students. I say, well, you know, you call me Fred now, right? You know, yeah, no, no it's not. It's hard. No, I, I had professors who said, and it's like, okay, I would never call the, the Bolek. I would never say that ever. Still yeah. on this day. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Or though, somebody would say me. Don Bain. Like, it's Doctor Bain. I wouldn't oh, address Chris's good with Doctor Donald yeah. Bain. Right. Even when I'm relaying stories of what happened, it's always Doctor Professor. Sure. It's never, yeah, it's you know, tough. their first name. I couldn't sure. do it. Sure. Because they, you know, they. You but I was because they them. earned that, yeah. and I've learned. I, th- I have a lot. I have a lot of gratitude to them for what where Absolutely. I've gone. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. And I think yeah. about that. I think about just what the what they gave me. They taught me to think, and I still respect them highly. Well, you know, and beyond that, it was beyond the professional academic responsibilities, right? There was a real human concern, right? And and it was silly things like Captain Don's Rangers, our little I softball play. team, yeah, right? Yeah, but play, but yeah. you know the movie nights and all these little things yeah. and the fact that you'd walk down the hall and they you knew know who you were cast the history department and cast Blanca. Yeah, that yeah. Was he, oh yeah. He, and there's a story I have to tell the Dr. Harmon, poli sci professor. One of my friends had health problems during a semester. Dr. Harmon heard about it. He went over his house. Yeah. In the yeah. snowstorm to see how he was. Yep. How many people like yeah. that? Yep. How many employers would do that for an employer? And they would yeah. say when I graduate, anytime you want to come back, you need help yep. with anything. Yeah, they help me with papers that's, that's and everything else. I tell my students as yeah. well. You know, yeah. once you come official, and fish, I think Dr. Harmon and them, they would look for, okay, most some people are saying like that. They would look for that person. who had It is, because that person stands out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, absolutely. But no, to get back, you're you. No, you're you. I'm still, I've never aged. I'm like Buffy, like a vampire. You're you. You're you. You're you. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. We appreciate you guys. Yeah, really I great. I can't say enough. It's great seeing you guys. Sorry about the Yankees. Sorry about the Yankees. I know it's awful. Yeah, I'm and we'll Yankees exactly and the Brewers. Right. I'll send you. Uh, I'll send you some tobacco. Oh man. Very yeah. good. We'll do this. And anytime you want to come on and pine yeah, on anything, oh, anything we always welcome you. Right. No, well, I, you know, I got to say, I really enjoyed your guys' podcast. Yeah. 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 Ah, free plug. We love no, you. Free we love plug. you. Very good. So we're history and for Zach, for Professor Frederick Dodolo, for the goose. <laughs> Father goose or the goose? Hoorah. 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 <laughs> I can't say that I wasn't in there, but I, I respect yeah. it. Bye-bye. Uh, okay.